morning, and I am very happy to be able to speak with you this morning. We've already said Happy Mother's Day and all of that, but um, when I was having my car serviced the other day, I saw a fun fact that, um, that I wanted to share this morning before I get started. I was reading one of the National Geographic magazines, and um, a lot of it had to do with um, animals, sea creatures, all of that. But I learned, which I did not know, that seahorses, the male is impregnated by the female. And the male carries the children and gives birth. And I thought about our men and how often a cold can break them down. <laughs> and I said, oh my goodness, what if they had to carry the child and give birth? That would be absolutely a wow. So that's another thing, gentlemen, that you can be thankful for. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I want to talk to you today about a woman called Wisdom. And we are going to be quite a bit in the book of Proverbs. But um, Wisdom has always been... I think I can pretty much say always. Um, one of the things that I have cried out to God for, just realizing how much I and how much we need it, how much we need wisdom. So a woman called wisdom. One of the most startling scriptures to me when I first started reading the Bible was Jeremiah 10.23, which in the King James, which is what I grew up with, it said, Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his steps. It is not in man to direct his steps. The New Living Translation says it this way. I know, Lord, that a person's life is not his own. No one is able to plan his own course. Then Jeremiah goes on to say, so correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. A wise request. So correct me, Lord. Correct me, Lord. The scripture is full of instances where God is showing us the value of wisdom and treating us, entreating us rather, to pursue and to treasure it. Proverbs contrasts two women. Wisdom and the other is called folly. And if we look around, we will see that folly has been having a big party all over the world. Folly, another, other words for folly, is foolishness, silliness, stupidity, irrationality, craziness, madness. 
All of these things are evident in our world near and far, and they are the opposite of wisdom. So let's look at Proverbs 2. Proverbs 2, uh, beginning with verse 1. It says, my child, listen to me and treasure my instructions. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and understanding. Cry out for it. Search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of good sense to the godly. He is their shield, protecting those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of justice and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. And you will know how to find the right course of action every time. I love how God gives, the, gives these all-encompassing promises. Finding the right course of action every time. How many of us would like that? You know? For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise planning will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. Proverbs 1 and 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. We talked about discipline yesterday. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. Later in that same chapter, it says, wisdom shouts in the streets. You simpletons, she cries. How long will you go on being simple-minded? Come here and listen to me. I will pour out the spirit of wisdom upon you and make you wise. I remember when, uh, when I first read, I don't know if I read it in, in the um, New Living or the Living Bible, wisdom shouts in the streets. And um, I made this, you know I'm always coming up with a song somewhere. But I made this little song that said, uh, can you hear the voice of wisdom calling in the streets? She's calling, listen, men, and listen, women, listen unto me. Can you hear wisdom calling, hear what she has to say? She'll take away your confusion, turn your darkness into day. Can you hear wisdom calling? Can you hear wisdom calling? Wisdom is calling. Wisdom is calling. Thank you. Proverbs 3, 13 through 15 says, happy is the person who finds wisdom and gains understanding. For the profit of wisdom is better than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. 
Ecclesiastes tells a, a, a wonderful story about the value of wisdom. In chapter 9, it says, There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it, besieged it, and built great snares around it. Now there was found in it a poor, wise man, and he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. So Solomon, in his writing, concluded several things about this incident, but among them was the fact that wisdom can overcome weapons of war. And when I read that, you know, a lot of times we, we, um, we, we use, what do I want to say, truths that we see in the Bible and we just relegate it to one specific thing. But when this said um, wisdom can overcome weapons of war, I didn't just think of war between nations, but I thought that wisdom can overcome weapons of war in our families in our relationships, in our businesses, on our jobs. Sometimes we just need the wisdom of God to step into a situation and bring uh, peace there because of the wisdom of God. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing or the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all you're getting, get understanding. Proverbs 8 says, listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop, along the road, she, talks, she takes her stand, I'm sorry. She takes her stand at the crossroads, by the gates, at the entrance to the town. On the road leading in, she cries aloud. I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. When I saw this, it was, it was just a realization that God is saying, I put wisdom all around you. You have access to it. You know, I'm calling in the streets. I'm at the gates. I'm at the entrance. God's wisdom is there. All we have to do is ask. And a lot of times that's exactly what we don't do. We just keep trying to figure out stuff on our own. And then, you know, we'll say, I've done everything that I know to do. So now I just need to pray. And prayer becomes the last resort when it should be the first. You simple people, this is the word, this is not me people. <laughs> you simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, oh my goodness. Show some understanding. Listen to me. This is wisdom. For I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. How much of what we have to deal with in the world is devious and crooked? You come to the point where you don't know what to believe. No matter what media you turn to, you don't know whether or not they're telling you the truth. <laughs> my words are plain to anyone with understanding clear to those with knowledge choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold for wisdom is far more valuable than rubies nothing you desire can compare with it 
I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. Perverse speech is not just profanity. Perverse speech is anything that does not reflect the life of God. Anytime your words carry death and not life, that's perverse speech. That's perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Because of me, kings reign and rulers make just decrees. Rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments. I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages are better than sterling silver. I walk in righteousness, in the paths of justice. Those who love me inherit wealth, and I will fill their treasuries. The Lord formed me from the beginning, before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past, at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born, before he made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons in the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the sea so that they could not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations. You know, when I was reading this, I thought about, I thought about when, uh, when Job and all of his friends were having all of their conversations back and forth. And then I think it's around chapter 38, something like that. And God stepped in and said, where were you when I did all of this? You know, I was there, wisdom says, when he set the limits of the seas so that they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. Wisdom, the architect. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence, and how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. And so, my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at the gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. And all who hate me, this is wisdom, all who hate me, wisdom says, they love death. Wisdom has built her house. 
She has carved its seven columns. And when I saw that, the, that seven, I thought about over in Isaiah 11 and in Revelation when it talks about the sevenfold spirits of God, um, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. My goodness, we need all of those in the day that we live in. Wisdom has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come, everyone. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, come and eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live Learn to use good judgment. You know, when you, well, let me just say me. When I first started reading this, um, not this time, but when I first started reading this years, years ago, reading through Proverbs, every time it would say something about simple, I would try to be a little offended. And then I realized, Patton, when it comes to the wisdom of God, you need to just be your simple self. And receive all of the wisdom that God has to give you. So don't, you know, when, when you hear that part, when wisdom says, come simple, say, okay, just say, okay, here I come. Here I come. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It says here, anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you, but correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. I am a living witness that that is the truth. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Scripture says that God founded or established the world by his wisdom. Remember the first scripture we talked about in Jeremiah, that it is not in a man or woman. It is not in humankind uh, to direct their own steps or to chart their course. It takes the wisdom of God, and we need wisdom every day. It's something that I ask for every day, every day. Lord, I need your wisdom. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The situations, the circumstances that are around me and us, you know, um, I don't know who it was in the, in, the, uh, in the scripture where it's written, but it says, Lord, you know, we fix our eyes on you. We've never been this way before. We look to you. Every day that we wake up, we can say that, Lord, we've never been this way before. We don't know what today is going to hold, but we know that we need the wisdom of God to deal with whatever comes our way. We need it every day. One precious promise from God with the instructions is recorded in James 1, 5, and 6. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of a sea, of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. If you lack wisdom, just ask, God is saying. Just ask. And then, um, yeah. In Ephesians 3, 9 and 10, Paul says this. I have chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, has kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, this scripture says, when I, when I see this, I believe that this is something that we uh, need to, what do, what's the word I want to use? We need to drill down into this. We need to pray into this because I don't believe that this is just God saying, I want to use people who are in high positions of authority or people who are titled or whatever. So often when we see promises in the word of God, we give it to somebody else and we don't realize that God wants to use us, that we're included in that promise. When the scripture says, when God says his purpose is to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety, if we're a part of the church, we're included in that. But often we don't make ourselves available for that. We, we count ourselves out, sometimes because of our age, sometimes because of our education. For many reasons, we count ourselves out of what God wants to do. And I'm saying this morning to all of us, and I'm including myself, don't, let's stop doing that. Don't count yourself out. You don't know what God wants to do with your life. It is not in man that walks to direct his steps. You don't know where God wants to take you or what he wants to do. And so I want to live every day of my life until you are walking past my casket, and I hope that's not anytime soon. Every day, I, I don't count myself out. And so even when it was asked, when, you know, we, we were on the line and, and Daniel said, Pat, would you like to go to Uganda? Without question. And the beautiful thing is, you know, I'm thankful that I'm going, but I had an aunt. I have an aunt. She's still living. She'll be 98 this year. But she wanted to go to Uganda. And she went when she was 95. 95. So I, I've got some, uh, some heritage, some legacy. I've got some something, you know? Yeah, I'm in that line. And if I'm still here at 95, which I plan to be, and somebody says, Pat, do you want to go to Uganda? 
without question. Without question. And I'm believing that God will, that I will be one, that God will display his wisdom in its rich variety to the unseen rulers. He wants to use us to say to the devil, take that. (laughs) You didn't see that coming, did you? He wants to use his church to display his wisdom. And let me just say that this is coming up in my, this is nowhere in my notes. But I'm going to say it anyway. You, You should know me well enough by now. Please, please, body of Christ, church people, do not let church hurt shut you down. We have so many people that's carrying baggage that they don't need to. I'm going to help you out. Everybody in leadership in the church is a human being, which means they are subject to error. Very much so. And so usually when I run into people that have been hurt, some, you know, and they just sitting out somewhere doing nothing, I ask the question, what did Jesus do to you? What did Jesus do? I don't want to hear about what the deacon did, the trustee, the pastor, all of that. Those people are fallible. And they will be held accountable for what, what the kind of life they have lived. But because they have hurt you, Jesus is a healer. He can heal. He can take that. You know, when when you allow, and it doesn't just have to be church, but when you allow anything from your past to continue to control you, then you can't really say, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Because what really is lording over you is the hurt that you experienced. Jesus is a healer. He can heal. I'm telling you, do not be cheated out of the life that God has for you because of what happened to you in the past. If you have to lay on the floor, if you, I mean, the Holy Spirit can help you. The Holy Spirit can help you. We have Sozo, Inner healing. Do what you need to do to get healed. Pursue your own healing. But get healed of that so that you can live a full life. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Who is worth you laying down your peace and joy that Jesus died for you to be able to have? But because something happened, you're going to give it up. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm not saying, you know, I know a lot of times when you hear people say stuff like this, you say, or you may not say, but a lot of people say, they don't know what I've been through. They don't know what they did to me. But the thing of it is, God knows. God knows. And he's the one that gave the promise. I didn't give the promise. Jesus was the one that said he was anointed to heal the brokenhearted. Didn't he say it? That anointing is still on him. It never left. And we have a Holy Spirit who lives in us. Absolutely. So whoever that was for, please take it. Please take it. 
God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, I just want to, to, um, to urge you, ask for wisdom every day. Lord, I don't know what to do, but you do. Lord, display your wisdom through me. Be honored and glorified in my life. Be glorified, Lord, in my life. I want him not just to use me, but to use all of us so that the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places can see the wisdom of God on display. Um, Mel, if you're in here, you can bring the, tell them to bring the kids up. Okay, thanks. The wisdom of God, a woman called wisdom, a woman called wisdom. Father, we bless your name this morning. We thank you so much for your goodness to us. Lord, we need your wisdom. We need your wisdom. We need understanding and insight. We need revelation. The days that we are living in, oh my goodness, there's so much deception. So many lies being told. And if we don't have your wisdom, if we don't have your discernment, we can be fooled. We can be deceived. All of that can happen. We don't ever want to think, Lord, that we, we are beyond being deceived because that's when we put ourselves right in that place. But God, we are depending on you for discernment. We're depending on you to anoint our eyes that we would see clearly and to anoint our ears that we would hear what the Spirit of God is saying to his church. Father, we believe that you uh, have a, a great plan for this church, for life streams, for this city, for the body of Christ in all of the world. And we want to see your plans and purposes come to pass. We recognize that we need your wisdom. We need your wisdom. Show us what to do. Show us when to do it. Show us how to do it. Help us to lean and depend heavily upon you. For your word says, it is not in man that walks to direct his steps. We need your wisdom, Father. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.